0: Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole. Next up, we're gonna be discussing Showtime's new offering called The Affair. Mr. Soloway, I'd like to ask how this whole mess got started. When I look back up, I can't tell you what happened. Ms. Bailey, why don't you tell me how it began?
1: It was so long ago, who remembers? I've
0: never cheated on that one. You ever cheated on your husband? No. Do you have a secret, Detective? One you
1: don't even want to tell yourself? I think you do. I think everybody does.
0: It's about a man who is married, goes to Montauk for the summer with his family, his wife and four children, is staying with his very wealthy in-laws, meets a waitress who is married, and another plot spoiler, has suffered the loss of a child, um, and they begin an affair first thing I have to mention about the show, of course, is the brilliant, brilliant framework, in my opinion, that the first 30 minutes of each episode are told from one person's point of view, the next 30 minutes from the other person's point of view, all within the context of an investigation being carried out in the future. So you know that somebody has died or been killed, and they've got to answer to the police.
1: What's interesting about how they do that, too, is they don't tell the exact same story from two points of view. They tell what's happening in the individual person's life surrounding whatever events are being discussed. So you're not seeing, uh, you know, um, Groundhog's Day right. <laughs> Pete? But exactly. rather you're seeing this is what's happening in the life of him and this is what's happening in the life of her and how it surrounds it. And it's really, really beautifully done. And also... The other thing is it's so simply directed and the sets are in the backdrop. You don't really even notice them except for when they're on the beautiful water or they're walking through one of those lovely uh,
0: towns, etc. You're absolutely right. I just have to interject. Um, the fact that they're being interrogated and the visual they're showing um, while they're answering a question you can tell when they're telling the truth to the police and when they're not and what you said the differences in perceptions of reality so for example in the pilot which is available free to everyone on the web if you go to showtime.com i had to laugh so hard because when they showed it from noah's perspective the first 30 minutes i don't know if you remember but he's wearing khaki shorts white socks sneakers a bad shirt over a bad t-shirt 30 minutes in, when you see it from the waitress's point of view, played brilliantly by Ruth Wilson, he's wearing a clean pair of full-length jeans and um, a beautiful green shirt. So even what he's wearing is different in her mind. Her hair is down when he's recalling what happened. Her hair is up when she's recalling what happened. Well,
1: And the other thing surrounding that that I thought was really interesting, too, is according to him, Noah she made the first move according to her right. he made the first move and how many times have you been in that position where you say no 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 i didn't come that's on to right. you came on to me first mm-hmm. the truth is never 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 far from wherever whoever's point of view and is. i
0: think that's true to you know reality so um, i was just reading the book the myths of happiness um, and it was very interesting the author cites a study that was done with husbands and wives where they were separately asked what activities they had done together the prior week And interestingly, um, they found out that there was very little overlap in the spouse's answers. And I think that is portrayed so well in the show where, um, you know, everyone perceives reality differently.
1: Well, and the other thing is, uh, again, I I don't know what happens to us when we see these glorified, um, glorified, situations on television that we really don't want to be in mm-hmm. and they look so enticing like you really want to be in it and you can see you know his wife becomes evil you know her expectation of him her lack of understanding how her parents you know did not you know humiliate him you know it's like I can understand why he would have an affair you know the truth is the man's having an affair he shouldn't be having an affair the truth is she is too and whether she has the same legitimate right or not you know it 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 just shows the humanness of it but it also does in a sense glorify it and I'm not sure what that does to the overall picture of um, does marriage have any meaning in today's world and has TV really made it so that it doesn't you know well
0: I have to say the character played by Dominic West who I've loved in so many things I loved him in Burton and Taylor I loved him in the BBC show The Hour which was so well done in the very first episode, again, here comes another plot spoiler. When they are trying to get all of their kids into the car and all of the stuff that they need for the whole summer, and yes, they are driving out to the Hamptons, which is not a terrible predicament to be in, that they get to spend the summer on the beach. Even though his father-in-law is supposed to be a say, difficult man, in your father-in-law's
1: man, house, who can't stand you, right. who you can't stand. I don't. Think You're it's a leaving the
0: brownstone that yeah. your your in-laws bought for you. Um, although, again, the socioeconomic pressure that he feels, where he's a public school teacher and trying to make it as a novelist it's not that he's entirely evil so i'm gonna say it's not like the character played by michael douglas in fatal attraction um but when there's a child who's not yet in the car and maura tyranny who i think is terrific in this and I've, i've liked her in so many things loved her on rescue me um when she said you know where's this other child he goes back inside the brownstone and as he's looking through the rooms for this teenage child and finally gets to the bathroom after shouting out his name and sees him hanging from a rope off the shower. That's a joke, I have to say. You find out it's a joke, but they had me. I thought, oh my goodness, they're already at suicide in the very first episode. And when I see what parents go through, it's not that I didn't have sympathy for his character, thinking, okay, it is not easy being him. Even... Being seated at this seafood restaurant in the Hamptons, where his teenage daughter is in a mood, and you know, I, I don't find him. (laughs) The 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 reality of how
1: what you know what you perceive Mm -hmm. as a perfect perfect family is so not perfect, exactly. But is beautifully shaded by a public's exposure to it. is really really brilliantly done. But the other thing is, I I think a lot about the word affair, and to Mm -hmm. me, an affair is when you're sort of going along your ho ho hum life. And you are attracted to someone so much so sexually that you get together and it's an affair, not a relationship. And I think that the, you know, I think words matter. And I think this should be called the relationship because I don't really think it's based as much on sex as it is based on loneliness and pain and you know, being around people who are not allowing you to be yourself, and all of the things that really take an affair into a relationship. So I don't really like the title of of the show at all. I think it should be reconsidered because it's not an affair. They're not having an affair. They are, they are very, very lonely people living isolated, tragic lives and trying to find a way to get back to
0: being a caring person who has somebody else in their life as well. Well, something that I find so well done is that it's not all black and white. So his relationship with Maura Tierney, I would call a great one. What? They're, I would Oh my god, How they're can you say college that? sweethearts, it's not a case so often it's portrayed black he hates and white. Her. Um, well, I've watched the first four episodes. I wouldn't say that. I would say they, they have a good repartee with each other. They're, they're equally well, you know intelligent. You, you missed the
1: last two. I have to tell you. That oh, really? It's, it's going to turn well, on it's me? it's emerging. It is emerging it is, oh, that, dear. that you can't allow your significant other to be denigrated by your family over and over again and then take the side of your family and have it not be the kind of wedge that cannot be overcome.
0: Now, um, which character... Did which in that scenario?
1: Well, she she is allowing her parents as it progresses oh. to be you you're, you're you're a couple of episodes. Behind.
0: I am. I'm gonna have to yeah. put my seatbelt yeah. on. I'm okay. not braced for that. Right. Okay. And I'll,
1: you know, again, I know we do a mm. lot of spoil here, but really, the whole topic is about you know what's supportive and what you know at what point are you crossing the line between being authentic and allowing your family to be broken up by a point of view outside the family that's not okay. I see, oh wow, okay. It'll be interesting to see what you think later. I will have to come back and ask you about it again later. But the other thing is, wealth versus not wealth. Mm -hmm. You know, the way wealth is portrayed in this, I also thought, I mean, everybody at the party, there was a big, there's a big, Hamptons-type party, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and I um, certainly have lived that life in my past life. And I will tell you, not every single person at a Hamptons party is the typical stereotype of a shallow uh, person driven by money and fame. It's mm-hmm. just not the case. There right. are different kinds of people everywhere, and I hate that once again we're being stereotyped into a situation where everybody at the party is not somebody you'd ever want to know. And she, of course, the waitress, shows up at the party to wait the party. And she's the only one who has enough compassion to see how much pain this tragic figure is
0: in. Well, see, i got to say, though, one of the things that I like is the dynamic of the town. So you have the people who live there year-round, the fishermen and um, the people that work at these restaurants. And then you've got the summer crowd that comes in. And some of them, of course, are the wealthy crowd from New York City. Um, But I also like, going back to one of your earlier points, that... It's not just a physical affair. They actually do no, discuss books. Oh, it's
1: not just books. They go to the yeah.
0: library. She's helping with him. Well, and he his points research. out to her,
1: by the way, that his mother was a waitress. Ah, there and you all go. of a sudden she said, I would never have thought that. I thought you grew up with wealth.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: That's a turning point that you haven't seen yet. But that's a turning point, I think, in the show where she then looks at him more as an equal rather mm-hmm. than a moment. Mm-hmm. And... You know, where there's a, you know, a long-term situation going on in there. And it's funny because her hair, you're right, at the beginning, you know, when he sees her, it's down. When she's talking about herself, it's up. But as she's being interviewed, which is clearly sometime later, perhaps mm-hmm. six months, perhaps a year, we don't really know. Well, it's got to be at least a year because she's talking about how she has to go pick up her child. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, so it's a yes, it's a year. Uh, you know, her hair is short. She's looking much more urban, mm-hmm. much less free, free form, et cetera. And of course, they have to mention in the first show that she's inherited this home on the beach. That mm-hmm. you know, it's not hers, on her own. And then we have to talk about the sex in it. <laughs> we have to talk about the sex in it because I'm. I don't. I, I haven't decided yet. In this new thing that cable is now doing, where they actually show sex in its entirety, in, in its roughness and its rawness and all of those things. And I think in this particular case, it definitely works. Or. And I don't know, I just think we're not quite used to it yet, so it's jarring when it comes before us on the screen, especially mm-hmm. in a TV rather than in a movie theater. It's jarring, but I do think it shows the enormity of what's being built up inside each of them, not necessarily right. around sexuality, but also you know, he's totally turned on in the first episode watching her husband take her sort of somewhat um, roughly in the parking lot and she clearly is not really participating in the sex act. He's and her husband's very angry with her clearly. And and he's watching this and she's seeing him watch her mm-hmm. in this moment and he's turned on. There's no question. That was one of the moments when he knew that, you know, he wanted to know more. I think I think sex is is definitely moving in terms of what we're gonna see moving forward. It'll be interesting to see when it comes to actual network TV rather than cable. It went from movie screen to now cable. It'll be interesting to see it when it goes to network, but I don't think we know yet how to intro to it. So it's like you go from one scene and then we're having
0: rough sex, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: and it's like there's no nuance that leads to it. And
0: in my mind, there is a nuance that leads to it. Well, of course, there used to be the the FCC regulations about what could and couldn't be shown on the networks, but I was surprised when I saw the pilot to How to Get Away with Murder. Um, There were things in there that Mm -hmm. I didn't know were allowed on network TV, and I feel like everyone is pushing the envelope. Um, Don't get me started on that stupid show. (laughs) You, it wasn't your thing, no, how to get away with murder? <laughs> okay, I won't get you <laughs> we'll started. We'll talk about it another time. Another yes. podcast. Yeah,
1: but it'll be interesting to see if we can do um, can do an entree into the sexual
0: aspects of going into really, really big sex on the screen. And again, something that I think makes it a more complex story to tell is that they're both still clearly with their spouses. It's not a case where... And know, hiding. And Hiding. Yes. yes. Hiding. Um, and both stars, Dominic West and Ruth Wilson, they're, they're both British, and I think their American accents are uh-huh. very convincing. She's uh-huh. on Broadway now with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, is she? Um, and yeah. one thing that I don't know how she pulls off, but when they show it from her point of view, she appears much younger to me. Um, she even looks older when he's flashing back to what he recalls having happened and who was the aggressor and who spoke to who first and um, just very, very well
1: done. Okay, so they said that the affair was shot on Mon- in Montauk, but mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure it was, because if they say it is, then they know more than I do, but I've been to Montauk many times, and I really couldn't see where, in fact, it was shot, although, um, although that's where, supposedly, it was shot, but the other thing is Montauk is not the Hamptons. That's that is true, and, and that was a point yeah, they made I in that episode. Well, they tried to mm-hmm. make that point, but I don't mm-hmm. think people really got the point. And if you go to Revenge, which takes place in the Hamptons, um, it's a very, very different mindset in the Hamptons versus Montauk, and there is that sense of community in Montauk that does not is not uh, does not represent the other portions of the Hamptons. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for sure we think you should see The Affair. Definitely, definitely at the top of the list of what we look forward to on Sunday nights.